Hello, welcome to another episode of Platform and Possibilities. I'm your host, Karinje Phipps Benjamin, and as always, I'm truly delighted to share with you on this platform. Today, I am especially excited and honored to feature Quandasha Miss Kwani Huggins, a rising American musical sensation of Kittitian and Jamaican heritage who was born in New Jersey and now calls Philadelphia her home. Quandasha is a music lover to the core who writes, sings, performs, and embraces all genres of music. Be it R&B, dance hall, rock, rap, reggae, bachata, soca, merengue, Quandasha believes music is a mood that she proudly lives for. For over two decades, this musical genius has worked nonstop at perfecting her craft. And with each song, every single performance, she continuously raises the bar. This music lover flexed her vocal muscle with her badness track and has recorded many other well-received singles, including Beast, No Whatless Performer, and Brock It Off. In 2021, she produced her first album titled don't mean to brag, which truly boasts a blend of musical artistry and creativity. She's a sound that turns heads, so much so that she's working diligently on collaborating with DJs and other producers to help grow her music. In 2018, Quandasha released her first mixtape called Moods, Not Genres, including a mix of R&B and dancehall hits. Her 2021 album shows a more polished version of Miss Kwani. Don't Mean to Brag made its way on the top 5 of the Reggae iTunes chart and 23 on the Pop iTunes charts. Miss Kwani is also quite busy because of Don't Mean to Brag and she continues to focus on growing her craft and spreading her music. She promotes her music through word of mouth, iTunes, Pandora, YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, and other social media platforms. Quandasha is truly a driven young woman who uses numerous tools to help grow her craft and understands the importance of using her multiple business streams to ensure she accomplishes her goals. This young woman is planting her seeds and watching them grow. And she's standing up, believing without question that the time is now. A song she actually wrote to remind all of us that love, respect, and unity are desirable qualities we all need now if we really want to see a better world for ourselves, our children, and our grandchildren. We welcome Miss Kwani Kwandesha Huggins to Platform and Possibilities. Good evening, Miss Kwani, Kwandasha Huggins. Thank you so much for joining me on Platform and Possibilities. How are you doing today? I'm good. It's Kwandasha. I get that a lot, though. (laughs) (laughs) Kwandasha. Yes. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Uh, And so Miss Kwani is the nickname or the stage name? Yes. Yes. That's cool. That's cool. 
Thank well, you. thank you again for, for taking some time to, to speak to me and to share a little bit of who Quandesha Huggins is. And I'm excited, to be doing this. <laughs> I'm excited to have you, really excited to have you, especially because you represent uh, another generation of mm -hmm. artists who have, and, and you do have a background, uh, West Indian background. So it gives me great pleasure to, to have you on this platform. And I trust that we can discuss some exciting things about Miss Kwani. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so take me back to who, who, who is Kwani? Who is Miss Kwani? What would you say to, you know, listeners, Miss Kwani Ms. is? Miss Kwani is a Ketishan Jamaican from Philly, <laughs> uh -huh. um, who's an artist. Uh, she writes, she sings, she performs, and she just connects with people in any way she can musically. Um, my sound is a mixture of R&B and dancehall music. Uh, my content is a mixture of different things. Uh, I really believe that music is supposed to be a mood, so I make sure I capture that in all my songs. So that's who Miss Kwani is. Wow, it's pretty cool. And how long have you been at this? Oh my gosh. Um, I actually, so I, I first touched the stage when I was like six. I got in the studio when I was 13. I've been actually doing this on my own, performing and you know, everything since I guess 2015. I can say I really, really, really started working on this by myself and like mm. professionally. Right. Yeah. What, what what would you say was the attraction to to music and and writing? What was the trigger? Honestly, I I've been asked that before, and I don't really think there was like a, a specific point in my life where I just felt like I wanted to go for it. I just feel like it was always part of me. Um, my mom always talks about like when I was a baby, and every time she played music, I'm like bouncing up in the chair, and she could <laughs> always dance up with me and everything. She'll play like soca and calypso and all this stuff, and I'm like dancing. I'm not knowing what I'm doing, obviously, but like just moving <laughs> around and everything. So I think it was just always something that was kind of like destined to be a part of. Uh, I started. I wrote my first song when I was six years old, and Aww. I begged to be part of like choirs and stuff. I was never shy about going on stage to perform. I just I just feel like that was just something that. I kind of was going to always be a part of whether it's in the background or on stage. Oh, pretty cool. So you, you do have that background where you, you were exposed to different genres of music. Yeah. Um, is it, is it too much to, to ask you to, to make a choice? Which, which one is your preference? <laughs> you oh, prefer God. not to be biased. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's a hard one. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a music lover completely. And um, like I said, I believe that music is like a, a mood. So I can literally listen to R&B, rap, dancehall, soca, reggae, calypso, bachata, merengue, rock, like anything. It just really depends on how I'm feeling at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, I will tell you, if I'm going to a party, I am definitely looking for soca parties because like the vibe is always lit, especially here in Philly, the Caribbean um community here is like so big and it's okay. such a great mix that um I feel like it's more it's, it's more fun you know it's more creative and everything so uh if I had to choose to go to a party and there's music then it'll definitely be a soca party but as far as like music being my favorite I can't I can't choose <laughs> yeah it's it's quite diverse obviously yeah yeah and I mean I, like again I grew up in like a household where it was both so my father's Jamaican and my mother's Ketishan so I listen to all of the music all the time 
Right. And what about, you talk about the vibe. So would you say that vibe also depends on where you are? I mean, aside from the type of fete or party that you, you attend, what about when you travel or you maybe been back to St. Kitts, uh, Nevis and, yeah. and Jamaica, what does that mood do for you musically? Like, oh what would you say? it's, it's amazing. Like when I went to St. Kitts, when I usually go to St. Kitts, I'm just going like to visit family and stuff like that. But uh, in 2018, I took a trip to Jamaica to do music, really. And of course, I saw my family there and everything. But I was right. over there to do music. And I mean, it's a whole different, it's just a whole different feeling. Just watching everybody just like let loose. People coming from work and they're going straight to the parties to like just let loose and just, you know, connect with people and just have a good time. And, you know, we're drinking and we're just having a good time. I haven't been to any parties in St. Kitts, so I can't really say the vibe out there but as far as soca when I actually I'm lying I went to I went to carnival how did I forget um <laughs> that, <laughs> you, that you played. was amazing <laughs> oh so you went to carnival so yes. stick up in uh are you saying you participated or you just looked on I participated I was part of like red devil's troops <laughs> oh boy you had a blast <laughs> it was, it was- but I didn't get to like you know actually do carnival and wear like the feathers and all them stuff like but I did get to see like Mansion Bull and I always wanted to I always always wanted him to scare me he did you not serious yes he did not scare me that year and I was very disappointed so I'm gonna go back again <laughs> and give him another try but <laughs> listen that bull when that bull scares you man <laughs> let me tell you most women I know are girls growing up they didn't want that that Mansion Bull to, to get them because <laughs> Getting away was the hardest part. That's so you, you, you were daring. Like, you were... <laughs> I look, when I went there, he was walking up and waving. I was like, no, no, chase me. Like, I want, <laughs> I want the experience. <laughs> you wanted him to walk up on you. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted the experience. I know, I know. Well, listen, it was good that you, you at least had a chance to experience Juve. Yes, mm-hmm. And with 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 probably an, an audience that that you would have uh, meshed with or blended with pretty pretty cool because they cater to a lot younger younger the younger audience I think yeah mm-hmm. I noticed that like when we had like the whatless night I was like oh okay yeah this is this is definitely <laughs> fun <laughs> but all in the interest of really drumming up carnival and 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 um, promoting Saint Kitts and Nevis during that time of year right yeah mm-hmm. so d- yeah. D- did you have any thoughts about maybe using your experience or at least maybe trying to get on a show or connecting with anybody who could allow you to promote your music in St. Kitts? Any thoughts there? Oh yeah, definitely. I have, um, I've connected with quite a few actually. And Lady Sensi actually played my song on her radio station. So I was very, very excited about that because, uh, It's it's really an accomplishment to be able to hear yourself on your Philadelphia radio station. That's like a big deal for me. And mm-hmm. I've had the opportunity. I've had the opportunity to hear my songs and my see my videos on Jamaican TV stations and radio stations. So the biggest part for was to be able to say that I got it in St. Kitts at some point in some time. Um, although I have not been able to touch the stage yet, just being able to be on the radio station or have like the DJs out there hearing my songs is like a, mm-hmm. a really, really good accomplishment. For 
for me. So I'm still working on it. I'm very goal driven and I'm definitely going to make sure I get some more stuff out there and uh, connect with more people. Right. And that's what I was going to ask next, next in terms of what you've produced. Share with us, uh, you know, what your catalog of songs have been like uh, as, and whether or not you've produced, you know, an album or is it just singles? Do you mind sharing that part of your progress in your career with us? Oh, sure. Yeah. So um, in 2017, I no 2018, I released my first mixtape and it's called Moves Not Genres. And um, I actually based off of that and I was doing a lot of music videos and stuff like that. So a lot of the songs was a mix of R&B and dancehall because I wanted to make sure that like I always put all of it in in one. Um, I had a couple songs with a little uppity beat, kind of like a little soca-ish touch, but uh, it was a lot of singles before then. So this year I decided to drop an album and the album is called Don't Mean to Brag. And I think it shows a more uh, polished version of Miss Kwani as far as how I've, you know, dropped my albums and my my singles from since I've come out. And the album did very, very well. It actually placed in uh, top five with Sean Paul and Jazz Elise on the reggae iTunes charts. It placed 23 on the pop iTunes charts. And um, yeah, I've, I've really gotten a lot of success from that. I actually was doing shows like almost every weekend this whole year because right. of that so that's really good that's really good in fact i saw you were in jersey several weeks ago for the i think the new jersey festival was that yeah mm-hmm. yeah so so yeah. how how would you say what's your main tool to promote what how are you promoting mostly oh my gosh so promotion is like <laughs> the hardest part for me really Uh-oh. um I prefer word of mouth, obviously, like every other artist, but I, I put I put my music up on Instagram. I like to do little f- videos and um, mm-hmm. I put a lot of stuff in my stories. I think a lot more people see your stories than they actually see a page, especially how the algorithms are on Instagram. So right. I promote more on Instagram. And um, of course, when I'm like doing my shows and networking and stuff like that, I'm always telling people in every kind of way, like, hey, you can find me on Inst- on iTunes, on mm-hmm. Pandora and different things like that um I got my official YouTube page I've got the Pandora page so I just use all of it I barely really put on Facebook I'm really a goofball on Facebook but I've right. a little here and there of the music um it's more like Instagram and Twitter right well you go where you think there, there's a bigger reach yeah yeah of course of course right. so did we talk about where, where that love for music came from it, it was it, would you say it's just being being exposed to it as a child yeah it, yeah it- definitely and then I have family members who are into music like a lot of people will you know played in band and stuff like that I'm, you know I got to see them perform and everything on my mommy's side so uh it's always been influenced around me right yeah so that 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 influence pretty much was part and parcel of who who uh Miss Kwani is really exactly exactly and you, you I do know that you come from a, a family of um siblings so you're, you're being the, the the first first of your mommies yes I'm the oldest and the only girl uh <laughs> there's, four, there's four of us I'm like <clears throat> I'm like mommy number two but <laughs> I know how that works I know that goes <laughs> 
Yeah, there's four of us and um, we're all seven years apart. So the youngest is six. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> so, so part of what you do now, uh, obviously you're full, you're full-time employee. Mm-hmm. So you, and so the music business is, is what you do part-time or part-time full-time. How do you manage mm-hmm. to juggle? Honestly, I um I do it all full time. I know it's kind of hard to believe, but a few years ago, I was like told, you know, if you're working a job, then you're not serious about your music. And so I went down to like a part time job and mm-hmm. was really doing that. But then I had to realize I'm not signed to any big label, you know, and studio is not cheap. Like studio is 100, 150 an hour. So, um, yeah, I went back to working and <laughs> I, my, my biggest motivation is I don't want to do the work, but the work is really funding my career. And so it's, my career, yeah. career. so um, I tell people that all the time, especially just to keep them motivated, because that's a misconception that if you're working, the only thing that makes you not certain, like serious about your career is the time that you're putting into it. If you're not putting enough time, enough effort or investing in yourself, then you're not serious. If you are doing all three of those, then you're serious. If you have a vision and you're working towards it, you're serious. If you're networking, right you're serious. So, um, I work in the medical field. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was a blessing and a curse at the same time with COVID coming out. Excuse me. um, When I got to work there, it funded the music, you know, a lot. And then I do hair with my mom. We're, you know, we're licensed together and we, uh, we work together. So I'm constantly busy, but it doesn't interfere with music at all believe it or not, because um, I've had plenty of interviews where I would just separate myself at work. I hope they're not listening to me because I might get fired, but I'll separate (laughs) myself and uh, like hide out in a room and do a full radio interview or something like that. And, you know, I'll write songs, you know, in the middle of breaks and I'll do jingles for people and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So So you sound very driven. Yeah. Oh yeah. Look, I, I love music and I want that so you work towards it like just with anything else when you're starting up a business you Mm -hmm. have to start from the ground up you don't just automatically get it and in my mind I've been saying it for a long time I'm just planting my seeds and watching them grow and I've definitely seen the growth within the few you know past few years that's awesome that is really encouraging uh that's actually uh words of wisdom for for young people as well so because at one point of having this conversation with you I was going to ask you to share, you know, some advice for blossoming businesses, young people who are intending to uh, have intentions to pursue, um, a, you know, entrepreneurship, whatever yeah. type of business. What, what, what words of wisdom can you offer to young people or people as, as a whole based on your experience? I would definitely say just go for it and have faith. Like, you know, um, you have just so much control but the rest of the control is really in God and it's just in the amount of work that you're putting in. If you really see yourself being successful, you have to understand that it's going to be a harder time. It's going to be nice where you feel like you don't know if you could do it. And then you just keep pushing through. But if it's something that you really want, then it's always going to be worth whatever struggle you're feeling at the moment. And I think that um, the best thing about starting off business is really thinking about where you're going to get to. If you're able to, um, if you're able to map out your success, like you're already halfway there. You just put right. in the work, you know, you, um, you get your support and 
don't always think that no support means no support because no support is motivation as well. Everything should motivate you. Whatever you want to do, everything should be a motivation for it. So just go for it and, you know, don't let nothing stop you. Wow. Good, good words of advice. And you've lived it so you can speak to it because this has been you yeah. and your, your experience. I'm telling you, I mean, I've never thought that like in the beginning, I would be able to say that I would make the charts with Sean Paul or that I would meet Idonia and work with Kalfani, who's worked with Shansia, who's made all the rhythms for Ding Dong. Like right. I would never be able to think that I, would, I was going to get there if I didn't put in that work and really just like keep myself leveled and motivated at all times. And of course, the support from my family, you know, that's a big, big deal. But just always, you know, just stay motivated, stay prayed up and stay, stay invested in yourself. You know, when you're independent and people see that and they see how driven you are and then the followers will come. So. And you're working towards that. Sounds good. And that's, that was actually, this, this is actually a segue to my next question because I was asking, I was about to ask Kwani, Miss Kwani, five to 10 years from now, where do you see yourself? I don't see myself working a job. <laughs> definitely seeing my music going further than where it is. Um, right. I'm trying to, I'm trying not to plan too, too much because I am very hard on myself. So I can imagine. <laughs> I would say in the next five to 10 years, I only see success. Right. I only see success. So once you put in the work, you're, you're expecting to see the results of, of, of the work that you put in. Basically. Oh yeah, yes. I'm gonna make sure I'm taking care of my family. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And I, I, I know your mom very well. Um, so yeah. I know she is praying for you, encouraging you, motivating you, and keeping you, keeping you grounded. Right. Always. She's like my <laughs> rock. Like I tell her every day, like mom, you're amazing. <laughs> I hope That's I'm happy the mom that you are. Like I'm always telling her, she's just so perfect. I, I'm grateful for her. That's a, that's a good thing. That's a gift, and I'm sure she is quite as delighted to hear you speak so highly of her. And that's important yeah. to do. Honor, honor, honor our parents, right? Especially our moms. Okay. Mm-hmm. Moms and dads. <laughs> I tend we to ask. Dads, we love you too. Yeah, you, we have to say moms and dads, right? Yes. <laughs> I tend to ask um, guests to talk about one fun fact. I, I'm sure there are many fun facts about you, but one that you think stands out one fun fact that you think stands out about miss kwani kwandasha huggins kondasha huggins kwandasha i am let me see fun fact <laughs> there's so many different goofy I, things. I said that right i did say that i'm <laughs> sure there are many <laughs> i also love to act and i was a a teacher at um a modeling and acting facility for a while so oh you do love acting too yes <laughs> So this is a case of the sky's the limit. The arts, period. Sounds like that's yeah. your love. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, listen, I, I, I really appreciate the time that you've taken to, to, to have this conversation today, to share a piece of who you are and what you see yourself offering to not just young people, but just the world on a whole, people who enjoy the gift that you, you give. Music, the arts, that voice of yours. I would I would put some pressure on you and say, um, take us away with something really special. But you have the choice of of doing that or just offering words of advice. I always think about young people being in a really um, 
you're well positioned to be that voice that others can listen to. And it's not just young people, but it's important for young people to see templates like you, models like you, who can offer words of wisdom, advice. You're, you're walking it, you're living it. And who else but you can be a good example to encourage or motivate others, specifically young people along. Words of advice, whether through song, a beautiful piece of, your, of you in song, or just a really solid takeaway. What would you share as we draw this uh, exchange to an end or close? I would, um, I can do this. Um, tell me how you think it could get better when education's suffering, cause government would rather close their minds because it's opening and threatening a treasure. Then my look when people pick me fit and want adulty pleasure, yo. This should be a time we all embrace. We're fighting for respect and begging change it up to ways. Not here to bring up all your flaws and highlight your mistakes. But no longer will we watch another death because of race, no. In this dark time of misery, we will find true ability. I know I believe in unity, justice and equality. Stand up because the time is now. Whoa. I wrote a song. <laughs> you, you blew me away on that one. I didn't expect that. Awesome. <laughs> I wrote awesome. a song called Time Is Now. I was um, blessed enough to do this record with Clive Davis, who's worked with the likes of um, Barris Hammond and Itana and lots of different people. And I wrote this song because, uh, again, I don't want to ever put my catalog in just one topic. And I felt like 2020 brought a lot of attention to a lot of stuff that needed to be brought up, especially with injustice and how we lack unity. So um, my takeaway in all of my interviews for anybody is always to just, you know, understand that we all are one no matter what. We're all just human and, you know, love and support and respect is granted and needed in today's world. There's a lot more going on that we need to worry about and love, respect and unity shouldn't be a worry for us. So. Um, I want people to just remember that. Love it. Love, unity, respect, and so much more. You said it all, and I can't say thank you enough. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for educating. Thank you for giving us a piece of what you give to the world. Thank Beautiful. you so much for allowing me to have this time with you and to share my story and share my music with other people. I really, really appreciate this, and I've been looking forward to it. So I really appreciate you, and thank you. You were awesome. Give me again where, where our listeners could uh, reach out to you or connect with you via Instagram, via, I think you're on Twitter, or um, name your handles that people could reach yeah, you. Yeah, like, I'm everywhere. You guys can go on iTunes and Instagram and Twitter and everything and just type in MZS Kwani. I'm Miss Kwani. That's M-Z-S-Q-U-A-N-N-Y. Awesome. Thank you, Ms. Kwani. We appreciate you joining us on Platform and Possibilities. Thank Until you next so time. Much. Take care of yourself, girl. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Plat and Pass. That's P-L-A-T-A-N-D. P-O-S-S. On Facebook, we're also at Platt and Pass. Our email address is platandpass at gmail.com. You can call us at 
584-3884 or you can simply leave us a voice message right here on Anchor. Goodbye until next time.